All right, what's hey, going hey. on, America? Welcome to a new episode of the Dear America podcast. Uh, welcome. Uh, I feel like, Zach, we should welcome a lot of new people because uh, <laughs> we don't really know what happened, but over the weekend, had quite the surge. we had the biggest surge of downloads than we've had in the entirety of the history of the show, and it lasted for about three, four days uh, gigantic surge. So I don't know what happened. I'm glad. Hey, welcome everybody to the show. We are glad uh, you're here. It's, you know, it, it's on the heels of, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Um, let's go ahead and let's get it out of the way for all of you who want to snicker and cheer. Uh, Alabama lost to Tennessee over the weekend. <laughs> it was a good game though. Uh, Alabama was cheated. I don't care what, no, 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 no. I don't care what anyone says. And you can at me, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Um, the the defense, one, Saban already said that he's firing people uh, this week and that, uh, like, people will lose their spots on the field this week. But uh, Bryce Young and the offense, man, what what a comeback. And I don't care what anyone says, and I'm sorry, I got to do, I got to talk about it. Um, we won the game. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry's interception in the end zone, running it back to our own 20-yard line, and then they calling it back, saying it was pass interference, was the biggest garbage I have ever seen in my entire life. So, yes, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the refs gave the game to Tennessee. Uh, so you can at me. Uh, you can come at me all you want, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, all Alabama's uh, all Alabama's got to do is win out the rest of the season in the West because the one game we could lose was to Tennessee, which, Zach, if you remember, I said, oh, no, you, yeah. watch us lose to Tennessee because it's the one game that we can afford to lose. Um, if y'all went out and win the SEC championship game, you guys are in the playoffs. Well, right, well, I, I, I really believe that we're going to be in the SEC championship game. Oh, I do too. Uh, Ole Miss is the only real battle, and Ole Miss literally at home almost <laughs> lost to Auburn. And, and, and well, right. And so I just, you know, and then LSU. We've got LSU. Tennessee curb stomped LSU at home. And it was a last-second field goal where they beat us, um, and we played arguably one of our worst games in the history of Alabama on defense. So I just – I really believe that – I don't know. I mean, you know, you could say this every year, but I really believe that this might have woken up the sleeping giant. The offense definitely seemed to have woken up uh, at the Tennessee game. Um, I don't know where all that came from, but 49 points – um, it's, it's hard to believe that you lost the game scoring 49 points, but either way, um, I think that pass interference call was absolute garbage. I think there were two, uh, targeting or at least roughing the passer calls against Bryce young that did not get called at all. There's literally a freeze frame of Tennessee having 12 people on defense that didn't get called like there's all that but buddy they called everything under the sun on Alabama buddy uh either way I'll quit ranting now uh and I will say this with Zach here Tennessee we'll see you in Atlanta <laughs> 
dude, there's no way they're winning in Athens. No you way. Would, man, I don't know, dude. You want to do a bet? Tennessee's a real deal. Uh, it, it dude, will Georgia's be, beating Tennessee by 10 or more points. I am calling it right now. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I, I think... Georgia's secondary is garbage. Everybody knows this, as obviously Alabama's is, too. Um, you're going to have to put up 49 points at least <laughs> to, to be able to get them. Um, so th that's going to be the second game of the year, and it's going to be Tennessee with two games of the year. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think sometimes the football gods play play favorites here. And I think the football gods want to see a Bama Tennessee rematch in Atlanta. No, dude, it's gonna be Georgia Alabama rematch. I think I think That's they're I think be. they're tired of seeing Georgia Alabama. This will be I'm like not the tired sixth, of seeing it. This will be like the sixth <laughs> time. So anyway, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'll put a hundred bucks on it. Sure, let's do it. All right, hundred bucks. Tennessee beats Georgia. Um, All right. I'm not doing points. I'm not doing nothing. But I'll put a hundred bucks on it. Tennessee uh, shocks the world. Shocks the world, skyrockets to number one, which will put Alabama back in like three or four. Yeah. And then we beat Tennessee, gives Alabama the number one spot going into the playoffs again. That's my. Dude, I'm winning a hundred bucks. That Well, no, no. Hold on. That wasn't the hundred buck bet. The The hundred buck bet was Tennessee beats Georgia. Yeah, no. And, I, and I'm going to bet that Georgia beats Tennessee. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. All right. Christian show gambling right here before we start <laughs> talking about everything. Hang In on. moderation, guys. All right. We got a lot of stuff to get into today, so let's do it. But first, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, with the consumer price index increasing yet again, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. What's our illustrious leader doing to quell the surge of inflation that's destroying American families, you ask? Oh, yeah, he's spending more money. Listen, don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. Do something about it. All you have to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the number 989898. Birch Gold will send you a 20-page Free information kit on how you can diversify your savings, your 401k, or your IRAs into precious metals. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text Graham to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands, I repeat, thousands of satisfied customers. All you have to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 now. Okay, so... um. First of all, I feel like I should say that I'm not shaming fat people before we go any further okay. in this thing. Um, so there's two things I want to talk about. One, a friend of mine, Sidney Watson, made it on New York Post just across the thing. And I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. She went viral because she posted a photo. She had a middle seat. Now, Sydney is very tall. But she's very skinny girl, right? So she posted a photo of there were two obese people on the window and the aisle seat, and they're literally like inside of her, pretty much. Like, like you know, like, like, like they're they're spilled over into her seats, right? 
So she went viral because she pointed this out. She's like, this is this is garbage, man. Like, if you can't fit in a seat, you should have to buy more than one seat. And apparently, before everybody gets freaked out, like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, there is a rule on flights that if you go over your seat by so many inches that you should have to buy another seat to be able to. So technically, I should have to buy another seat on an airplane because I got really wide shoulders, and I do. I, I, I stick out, right? Like, I, that's why, yeah, I do. I, I stick out. So um, do you think that she was wrong, Zach, for calling this out? Hmm. I mean, I personally, I mean, I would have been annoyed, yes, but it's not something that I would have posted online. I don't know if I would have posted. I, I don't know. These were two pretty large people. Here's my thing, okay? If if everything's supposed to be fair in today's times, right? We're all supposed to be following the rules and stuff like this. Why is nobody, they check the size of your bag when you check in. They check the weight of your bag when they when you check in. Why do you not have to walk through like something that shows how wide or big you are to determine if you're trying to uh, skip out on a bill with the airline? Like you know, mm. I, I mean, I don't necessarily. I mean, going to the airport is invasive as it is. Why not add one more thing in there to like make sure? Hey, buddy, you. Uh, no, <laughs> you ain't making that. Like, that's not, you know, the, it, it's kind of like, no, bro, that ain't 50 pounds. Everybody knows that's not a 50 pound bag. Like <laughs> everybody knows that there's yeah. no way these, these people working these desks, they see people walk up. And again, I'm not fat shaming people. I'm just talking, honestly, you know, you know, you ain't fitting in that one seat. Like, like that, like, you know, it's like putting a basketball player in coach. No, you can't. You can't do those things. I don't know. I, I think I, 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 I don't have a problem with it. Maybe, maybe there's something bad with me. I think that the airline should do a better job enforcing uh, their own standards. Yeah. In fact, they gave um, Sydney a hundred and fifty dollar credit for her next flight after it was all said and done. All right, moving on. Next thing about uh, unfortunately people who are overweight. Now, the New York Post is reporting that it's not people's fault that they're overweight. Really? In fact, now they're making the argument that air pollution is making people fat. Interesting. Are Let's you, read are this. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. I'm That's what it says. Air pollution is making people fat. Um, <clears throat> Let's read the article here. Looks like all that water weight might actually be from the air. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like the way that they were. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying. A new study suggests that long-term air pollution exposure is linked to women gaining weight. So not men, women, particularly ladies in their late 40s and 50s. Observed women who were exposed to poor air quality. How do you find women that are exposed to poor air quality and observe them. Cause then if you observe them, you have to tell them, Hey, you're exposed to poor air quality. So we're just going to need you to hang out here <laughs> for a, 
for an indefinite amount of time. Hey, for the for the sake of the experiment, would you be willing? To- we need to know why you're overweight, so we need you to be in the <laughs> poor air quality place for a long period of time. Uh, the exposure that to air pollution was tied to higher body fat, fat proportion, and lower lean mass for middle aged women. Could it be that poor air pollution? I mean, I guess I could see like poor air pollution. They can't breathe as well, so they don't work out as much. Maybe I, I mean I, I don't know. Um, eight years they tracked him for eight years, <laughs> and they didn't once. It literally says the data came from a mix of one thousand six hundred fifty-four white, black, Chinese, and Japanese women whose median age was fifty. They had been tracked for eight years. <laughs> And no one tried to help these ladies get out of the poor air quality area. I'm sorry, man. Look, okay. See, this is where I have to start asking questions, right? Like, you know, you're being observed. You know, you live in a, not a air, not a bad air quality place, but an air polluted place. And you're going to be there for eight years. This is stupid. We're moving on. All right, everybody, with the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them on. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that canceled One America News for their support of President Trump. AT&T customers, your company owns CNN, and T-Mobile, your CEO, advised Democrats on how to beat Donald Trump. That's why you need to shift over to my company, Pure Talk. That's right. I'm a Pure Talk customer, and here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes, so honestly, it's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist politics. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to save 50% off your first month. Again, that's puretalk.com, promo code GRAHAM, to make the switch to Pure Talk today. Well, Joe Biden said something stupid. Um, yeah, well, he did? Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. at, at uh, 9 o'clock this morning, so we're going to talk about it. All right, it, it's, a, it's a picture of him. Uh, with young girls taking a selfie, and Sounds creepy, and uh, he uh, he says, uh, "Well, we're not even going to talk about that video of him like holding that little girl's shoulders and saying no serious boys till you're 30 or something like that." Anyway, it's weird. All right, anyway, this is from his official POTUS account, not his personal, his POTUS account. It says most families are focused on putting three meals on the table taking care of their kids, and paying their bills. Helping you do that is my job. Well, Joe, I just did my taxes, and I could have bought a lot of meals (laughs) for my family with the amount of taxes that the United States government says that I owe. And Mm -hmm. you're fixing to put in 87,000 new IRS agents to go after uh, American families that are literally just trying to pay their bills, feed their children, etc. So I just think that that's kind of uh, an oxymoron. You, in fact, are the very reason that our money and our savings account is not worth as much. In fact, they're showing now uh, the average American is losing $35,000 or $34,000 a year. The average 401k savings plan is down 25%. Um and they're finally getting their stuff together at the IRS and coming after everybody. So, you know, kind of an oxymoron there. 
Okay, this one was too big to ignore. We got to talk about this. And um, those of you who follow my socials, you probably saw that I talked about this. Uh, this is one of a million outlets that covered it. Uh, the Daily Mail has reported that a university in Boston, in fact, Boston University, has created a COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate. Why would they do that? Why would you do that? What? What? Who? Who is funding this stuff? Let's read about it first, then we'll commentate about this. Because <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of you science people are going to be like, oh, well, Graham, it's for research and blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Why are we creating things that will kill us for research? It not that... What happened with COVID in the first place? <laughs> like, isn't that why we're here in the first place? All right, let's talk about it. Boston University scientists were today condemned for playing with fire. After it emerged, they had created a lethal new COVID strain in a laboratory. <laughs> uh, Dailymail.com revealed the team had made a hybrid virus combining Omicron and the original strain that killed 80% of the mice in a study. Now, most people, I had a lot of people go, oh, Graham, it was mice, you moron. Well, no, duh. They're not doing it to humans. They do everything to mice. Do you know how many strains of cancer mice have been cured of? <laughs> do you have any idea? Anyway, point is, no, duh. I'm not a moron. That's what they tried on, that and monkeys. Either way. Uh, the revelation exposes how dangerous virus manipulation research could uh, continues to go on even in the U.S. despite fears similar practices may have started the pandemic. Oh, so now we're admitting mm. that, oh, it is probably really possible that COVID was created in a lab. Do you, oh, my gosh. Just all the time. All the time. Every day that goes by, I'm more and more infuriated by everything that goes on in our world. Why would you do this? I mean, you know, I, okay, you're, you're, you're the, the, the smartest of the smart at Boston University. You're in labs. You do research and all this other kind of stuff. I get it. Why would you try to make COVID more deadly? Like, what, what, what is the purpose of it? And some people will probably argue and be like, well, they want to, you know, get to it earlier so they can figure out how to cure it earlier. That don't make no sense either because there wouldn't be anything to cure if you weren't messing with it in the first place. What are mm -hmm. we talking about here? Who, who is paying for this, right? Like, all these things have funding. Uh, what professor is overlooking this going, you know what, students, you know what you need to do? You need to find out. You need to figure out a way to make COVID kill everybody. Like, like, like that would be a good um, uh, thesis, <laughs> like doctoral type thing for you to do is figure out how to make COVID uh, just just wipe out 80% of the population. Just, you know, just get rid of all of them at this point. Um, this has got to be Dr. Fauci's grandkids. I mean, you know, or oh, somebody, you know. someone related to Fauci. Uh, while we're at it, why don't we just summon the devil <laughs> while we're doing this other stuff here? Uh, Beelzebub, you know, let's bring out the Ouija boards. Let's have a good time while we're at this <laughs> thing and just really 
let's just really do this. Uh, ironically, the, the shape of the molecules, uh, you know, make a 666, which is really crazy. I don't know. It's, it's really weird how they do this thing. Or a pentagram. Uh, I, what, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand uh, what, what we're doing. Speaking of stuff, it is Halloween. I just completely jumped, and I don't care. We got to talk about Halloween ends. I watched the movie. Uh, was not what I thought it was going to be. I've, I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, the world has pretty much reacted that they hated it. Um, and I can see why. Um, Zach, you have only watched the first Halloween with me, ironically. Yeah. Michael Myers was in this movie for a total of seven minutes. Like. That doesn't make it a Halloween movie. Two-hour movie. Michael Myers is in this thing for seven minutes. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you might want to skip this part. But if you have seen it, let's talk about it really quick before we get into our final two things that are actually serious here. Um, the whole premise, because, Zach, I know you're not going to watch it. The whole yeah, premise not. is Michael Myers is in hiding. Um, and the entire show, <laughs> I saw a meme. It should have been called the Corey Cunningham story. Oh, and Michael Myers is in it too. <laughs> That's what it should have been called because it's about this guy named Corey Cunningham who uh, accidentally killed a child uh, in 2019. It, it legitimately was an accident, but he killed a child in 2019. And then by 2022, uh, like the whole town hates him. He's ostracized, like he's beat up all the time, blah, 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 blah. And so the whole thing is about the almost kind of like the Joker movie where how much can one person take before they get to a point where they just start killing everybody. Right. And so Corey ends up finding Michael in a cave, uh, steals his mask and then starts going around killing everybody dressed as Michael Wait, Myers. Did he kill Michael though? No. So at the very end, Laurie Strode kills Corey, who's in uh, pretending to be Michael. And then right there at the end, Somehow, Michael Myers is at the house, takes the mask back, and then goes after Lori, and then they have this big fight uh, at the end, uh, which the fight was not bad. But like I said, it's an hour and 50 minutes of the Corey Cunningham story, and then the last 10 minutes, Michael Myers shows up to fight Lori Strode. It, is, uh, it wasn't that it was bad. It but was not a Halloween movie. Like it doesn't sound like a bad story. It's not but a bad it's story, not, but it's it's Halloween. Mm -hmm. You need like people are coming there to see Michael Myers. Correct. It would it would have been an amazing movie that wasn't a Halloween movie, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, the story could have been this guy who accidentally murdered this child four years later is is just beaten down by society over and over and over again and what is the breaking point right which was really the preface of the entire joker movie a guy with mental health problems just is beat down over and over and over and over and over again until finally there's a point where he snaps that would be, and then he and then he puts on a mask and goes on a killing spree that would have been a good I probably would have watched that movie right like yeah but it wasn't a halloween movie so anyway this next part is so crazy to me. These are Democrats, and this comes from Eric Swalwell. Um, and then we're going to play John Fetterman here in a minute. 
that are literally campaigning on abortion. Okay, so what I'm going to play you, for those of you listening, you'll listen to it. For those of you on YouTube, you'll see it. Um, This is a produced campaign ad for Democrats to be pro-abortion and why you should vote for Democrats next month or literally in like two weeks. Um, Here we go. You just need to listen to it. have consequences. Vote Democrat on November 8th. Stop Republicans from criminalizing abortion everywhere. Protect women's rights and freedom. Please don't do this. Please. Ironically, that was scarier than the Halloween movie. <laughs> I don't know how that played into what I had talked about before. <laughs> But that was that was that was that was even more terrifying than the Halloween. They they put time and energy and effort into this. Like that's like that a was short a, film. It was a it was a short film. And and what I love about Democrats is they do not see the hypocrisy of it. You've got a mom who's got a kid that's kind of grown. They got a baby, but then she also apparently, I guess, just had an abortion. Right, right? Like, I guess that's what they're saying. So the mom, literally, it's like Hunger Games. She, like, picked which child she wanted, which one she didn't. Um, This is insanity. But this is what they're doing. Like, and and what's even crazier is the amount of just stupid people that will believe this. Look, abortion, Mm -hmm. abortion's murder. The end. If you are a Bible-believing Christian, there is no way that you can vote for a Democrat that is pro abortion. The end. I don't care. Uh, A lot of people say that's an incendiary argument and that, you know, whatever. I don't care. I feel that strongly about abortion. You cannot be a Bible-believing Christian and vote for anyone that is pro-abortion. I'm I'm sorry. And and they're not the only one. John Fetterman, uh, the walking medical issue, John Fetterman, who's running for Senate as a Democrat in Pennsylvania, uh, admittedly, I'm not a fan of Dr. Oz either. I think I, Pennsylvania, I think you're just, you're just completely shafted on this because both of the candidates are garbage. I mean, I'm just being honest. They're both garbage, but Fetterman, like this dude just had a stroke and I'm not making fun of people's medical things. This dude should not be running for Senate. There is something wrong with this guy, but he actually did get this sentence out without 
messing up. But listen, the one time that he does get a sentence out, listen to what he says. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always believed... Even in the third trimester? I, 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 I believe that choice is between a woman, her doctor, and a God if she prays to one. A woman, her doctor, and a God if she prays to one. See there? So that means up to birth abortion. This dude is perfectly fine with murdering children, right? Like, that's evil. That's, mm -hmm. that, that's what this is. This is evil, and you are literally going to the ballot box in three weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, and you are voting for good versus evil. And I need you to understand that. And I guess that's going to be the title of this episode is we are voting for good versus evil because these people truly believe that we should be allowed to murder or women should be allowed to murder babies at their will and their discretion. And men should not have a say so at all because, you know, that's not their baby either. Right. You know? Um, and then also I love the part at the end and to a, into a God if she prays to one, right? Do you hear the language here? This is the language, and this goes to the evil part. A God, okay, so that's acknowledging that he believes that he obviously doesn't believe in a God or the God. He believes that people pray to multiple gods, which is true, but it's a complete acknowledgement that he doesn't believe in the God um, if she prays to one. So this guy is anti-God, he's anti-religion, um, and honestly, it's kind of just an afterthought. It was the third thing he said, it was kind of like a nonchalant, like, uh, and, and a God if she prays to one, right? Like, oh, uh, you know, some people still believe in Santa Claus, you know, kind of thing. This is a good versus evil argument. Uh, abortion is on the ballot, life is on the ballot, you have an obligation as a Christian, you have an obligation as a moral American to not let the satanic, demonic people get into office. Sorry. And some people might think that's extreme. I don't. I, I don't believe it to be extreme. I think anyone that is pro-abortion all the way up to birth, how can that be anything but evil? I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, and good and evil are on the ballot box this November. Uh, in fact, I think that'll be the title. Good and evil are on the ballot box. Uh, last thing is Kanye West, or excuse me, Yee West, <laughs> is uh, officially buying Parler, um, the uh, social media app that made waves um, until it was kicked off uh, social media platforms I guess it was two years ago now. Then it got back on the ass, but it would never really recovered after that. I mean, Parler, man, when Parler was up and running and rocking, Parler was was the thing, dude. I, we, we almost got to a million followers on Parler. Like, we put a lot of time and energy in Parler. It was awesome um, until they shut it down. And then when they shut it down, um, over half the users didn't come back. And it just, it just never really has gained steam here. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Some people are like super pumped. They're like, Elon owns Twitter. Trump owns Truth Social. Parler is owned by Kanye or Yee now. I'm calling him Kanye. Uh, is owned by Kanye now. I don't know um, how I feel about it. Just full transparency. Like, it, it, 
something about it doesn't seem exactly right to me. I mean, I know that Parler was owned or at least controlled or run by Candace's husband, George Farmer. And now, you know, all of a sudden after Kanye gets kicked off of Instagram and Twitter, now all of a sudden he's buying Parler. Um, I don't know. It's some, something about it seems weird to me, if I'm just being honest, because I know Parler's engagement is not there. Like, it's just not. And so it seems weird. I, I don't know. I would like to know your thoughts, Graham, at DearAmericaMedia.com. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Um, but but I don't know. It, it just seems interesting to me. It, it feels a little ugh to me. I don't know. Um, and it's awful interesting timing as well. Um, either way, last thing to report, uh, Twitter, as of today, has started miraculously. People that have been banned for years seem to be returning to Twitter. People that have been gone, like literally a post from one of them was like, I've been in a coma for 932 days <laughs> or something like that because I've been banned from Twitter and now I'm back on. Um, so is this a countdown to the return of Donald Trump being back on Twitter? I know January of 23, Donald Trump's ban on Facebook is supposed to be lifted. Because when they put the original ban on, they said he was banned until January of 2023. So are we getting very close to Donald Trump being allowed on all media platforms again? I think that that is a real possibility. But who knows? We shall see. That's all we have for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. For all of the new people that are here, we ask you to do us one favor. And that is simply share the show. Do send it. it to your friends. Send it to your enemies. I, I don't care. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. It helps us in the rankings. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And we'll see you all again next time. <laughs>